the, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Grab the perfect get-up-and-go breakfast for you and your crew. Right now, two soft and fluffy, fully loaded sausage burritos are just three bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. Hello and greetings to our wonderful Once Upon a Timers. We wanted to give a brief content warning for this episode, Unforgiven. The episode, which was recorded before the Supreme Court decision about Roe v. Wade, does cover issues of pregnancy, child loss, and other reproductive issues. Because of this, we chose to wait to release the episode until a bit of time had passed. Uh, We are releasing it alongside Enter the Dragon to give listeners the option to skip this one for the time being while still having Once Upon a Timing content. We have donated this month's Patreon proceeds to the National Network of Abortion Funds, which provides travel, medical needs, and other assistance to those seeking reproductive health services. We also want all of you out there to know that we love you, we're here for you, and we support you. Thank you for being part of this family. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about dragon baby rattles, perfectly proportioned piles of ashes, and the one thing that is always consistent with this show, especially in this episode, honesty. Everyone just everyone just says what's going on, and we have good, honest, open communication about it. Isn't that amazing, Abby? It's amazing. And, and uh, you know, I, I always hate a miscommunication trope and, and a, a lies of omission, but I'm really glad that they steer cleared of all of that and not every single character was all lying to one person the entire episode. It, it's, it was great that, that that's not at all what happened. Um, I do wish Snow White's speech at the end was a little longer, mm, um, if I have right. to be honest, uh, yeah. because it only went on for about 20 minutes. I wish it would have gone on for 45 more. I think it should have just been the whole episode. It should have just been Snow talking dramatically to Regina as a preamble to her her absolutely couching her confession. Just cutaways constantly through town. Our mistakes. And it's Granny like spilling a pie on the floor. Just... I'm not fully convinced that Snow was actually telling all that to Regina. I think that was just... I think they were just standing silent in the rain incredibly awkwardly as Snow debated telling her the truth because the moment she starts that that ADR voiceover, the rain's gone. So this is all in her head. She's having like a wonder years moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, there I was standing in the rain debating the choices of good and evil and what I'd done leading up to this point. Oh, this episode. I bet this episode was this has been a, this was a tough episode to 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 take. 
this was. Um, just as a friendly reminder, I'm Beth Elderkin, and I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing as we talk about season four, episode 14, Unforgiven? Uh, I mean, I'm sitting in a very cluttered room because I'm uh, reorganizing this whole room. I think you can see it. I'm sitting next to a bunch of golf clubs. My mm. husband's Father's Day gift. We went full dad mode this this year. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm covered in, in mortar and stuff because I retiled my bathroom today. So I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, I, yeah I, I, I decided I was going to watch this episode while I did that. But I was like, no. I'm going to give this episode the attention that it needs. And I regret that decision. <laughs> this yes. was the one episode I could have been watching while tiling. What was I doing? This was a hundred percent like a passive episode because it's, it's, it's setting up some pieces, but not a lot. And the way that they set them up is so contrived. Um, so this episode is uh, written by uh staples of Once Upon a Time, uh, Andrew Chambliss and Kalinda Vasquez. I only bring this up because it was directed by, and this is the one and only directorial debut of Once Upon a Time, of co-showrunner Adam Horowitz. Which explains why there's some directorial choices where I was like, I was watching, I'm like, okay, this is is someone who's, who's still figuring it out. A lot of camera panning. A lot of just the camera, like when two people are talking, like I notice this especially with the scene with Regina and uh, Geppetto, where the the camera's just panning. It's it just like like Adam cannot keep the camera still. It's like things have to move, things have to be moving because I mean something has to move because this plot's going goddamn nowhere in this episode. I'm, just, I'm like just short of doing like George Lucas style like early Star Wars like star sweep like changes and then mm. whoosh, and whoosh between scenes I like yeah it, I, maybe that also helped with it being disjointed but there was some bad writing choices like Hook I think in total said about 20 unique words <laughs> and it was ba- I don't understand what was the intent at all at in doing this because first of all also Emma's not this person like, why would this be happening? But also, Hook's not this person. I don't know what was going on. I didn't like any of their whole thing. They gave them the love stupids, but it kind of happened really quickly and kind of out of nowhere. There was one moment with Emma and Hook, like two moments, actually, that I thought were very good. Um, and we'll, we'll get to them. Uh, but for the most part, this was the show needing Emma to serve a narrative purpose because that narrative purpose is to make Snow White and Charming feel bad for doing bad things. They Ugh. should feel worse because they shouldn't be doing this. I, I'm i just mad they've compartmentalized this entire time and are net just now dealing with the you know consequences of their actions. Uh, this episode is ushering us into the storylines we dislike. (laughs) And I think that this was the writing on the wall on this one. It was. Well, we're going to go ahead and start back in the Enchanted Forest. Uh, We're going to learn a bit more about the history between Snow White and Charming and our Queens of Darkness. Uh, I especially love how their first meeting with the three ladies, none of them bat an eye to Cruella in her outfit. Just, just no. nobody, nobody even blinks. She, she's in like 
a tube dress and and giant and giant fur and costume blood diamonds but just like whatever it's just part of the thing the blood diamonds line was my favorite throwaway line (laughs) cruella was just she she made the episode just a little bit better just by existing just by being there just like and you know what maybe that was why the wardrobe choice is what it was like listen this whole like we're not so sure about this but we're gonna put cruella in a tube dress and, and big fur yeah let's do that so i did like that like when we first when we open the episode it's snow and charming and they make this big deal about coming back from their honeymoon i was like i don't know why we placed it here why do we why is it important we know that they come back from their honeymoon ah because we need to know that it, there's there is implied boinkings. <laughs> yes. So we have to make sure that that is implied and apparently is super fertile. So anyway, there's a, rewatching this as a person who has procreated whole new lens to this entire scene. I believe you and I, oh, not the scene, this whole like season and what's going on. I think both of us have now decided to team up with Maleficent at this point. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Maleficent's right. Maleficent <laughs> is Maleficent is on it. Uh, Regina is is you know we find out she's going to go undercover, uh, and I just kind of want her just to switch allegiances, and I wouldn't blame her. No, just uh, so we the 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 ladies uh, have shown up. I do think it's funny that they keep referring to them as witches. This like whole episode, they keep making like witchy jokes, like the coven, and there's a witch hunt and everything. I'm like, I don't like one to two of them are. I don't think Cruella is a witch. I think Cruella's just awesome so i mean she's got a, she's got a bewitching personality i guess she does have puppy breath so. she does have dog breath uh so there is there is so much exposition in this episode it like i had to like just almost had to pop an ibuprofen i'm like i can't with the amount of words that are being spoken and they tried. Some of the actors tried so hard to get through all of the lines. Because what we get introduced to is, well, Regina stole my thing for the dark curse. And we need to stop it. We need to take you to the the MacGuffin tree. It is a tree in which two of Earth's mightiest heroes must, must come together and touch their hands on this poorly painted rock. And search for the answer of everything and get the answer 42 she talks for so long about this ridiculous tree why would this exist and why was there two just short of the being like this tree will only answer to people whose names last names rhyme with dark charl charmling yeah charmling so it's just this, I hated the tree thing so much. The tree is bad. It seems like something they would have known about. It seems like something everyone would know about. Hell, it seems like something that countries would fight over and there'd be armed guards there. It doesn't seem like something that would just be in the middle of the woods. I also kind of noticed a little bit of a weird plot curiosity. So in the previous episode, we see Rumple taking the three ladies so that they can get the... Um, so that they can get the, the the darkest evil curse from the Chernobog. By the way, uh, when we had that episode, I kept saying Chernobyl. I honestly didn't know I was doing it, and I apologize because I didn't. <laughs> that was not cool of me, and I, I do it, Chernobog. 
so as that happens, Rumpel takes the curse and he leaves and he leaves the ladies to their fate. Why does Maleficent then have it later? Is this something that's going to get filled in or was this just a goof? I I don't remember. I genuinely don't remember. Um, I'm going to say that I don't think that they do, but that's when someone emails us being like, it's the entire fifth season. Uh, Peter so- Pan gets it to her. Yeah, Rumpel's father, don't you remember? Yes, we remember. Peter Pan gives it to Maleficent because Peter Pan invented Maleficent from his brain. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, they the the women are like, listen, we need you guys to come to a, with us to the tree thing because we also don't want the dark curse to happen. And Snow and Charming are just like, I guess they're I, they're not this whatever about it like i feel like both of them kind of go kicking and screaming for the most part but they go and they're like this yes we must do this we must stop the we must stop this and then they go to a bridge why listen why doesn't maleficent turn into a dragon and they just fly over the bridge (laughs) why didn't the eagles just take them to mordor i have questions there's yeah a couple notes here one, Charming and Snow have the biggest sticks up their butts. They're acting so high and mighty, and they haven't earned so much of it. Like, they are acting like Cruella, Ursula, and Maleficent are just the, the, the poop on their shoes. Worse than the poop on their shoes. And we know that they've done some shady stuff in their past and in their future, so I don't feel like they have much of a leg to stand on. And yes, you're absolutely right. There is... There are so many other things they could have done. This is probably in their kingdom. They could probably order them to step aside or say they're on a diplomatic mission. Or, yeah, Maleficent could just, like, the Charming and Snow could cross and the ladies could just fly over. Cruella could use her dog breath and make a dog sled. <laughs> Ursula could oh, swim. I'm sorry. I forgot I forgot to point out, like, I, I forgot the entire castle scene where they show up and they've put Sleepy on guard duty. And, like, the whole castle is asleep and that's when the ladies show up. Uh, are all of the people in Snow's kingdom now afflicted by the Red Room of Fire? Like, does, does Sleepy now afflicted by this? Is this a problem? I don't think problem? this was, like, a curse, like a sleeping curse, sleeping curse. I think it was just like a little case of the sleepies. Oh, it's like a okay. Powder. So it wasn't like a sleeping curse, capital S, capital C. It was like no. a sleeping curse, generic brand. Yeah, no, no. Regina, Regina's got that trademarked. Uh, if if Maleficent used it on that many people, she'd be paying so much in licensing fees. Yeah, so she had to use the she had to use the uh, the the generic. It's just yeah. called like sleepy time Z Z Z Z Z. Yeah, she gave them all like sleepy time tea. Yeah, just a lot of sleepy time. Just her walking around, be like, here you go, here you go. Yes, your, here's your D. Drink your D. Uh, and and so anyway, so they're like, we would like to cross, and the guards are like, no, go to hell. So they were like, oh, well, I guess that's fine. These guys are just doing their jobs, and we we respect them for being good men of men of armor Uniform. and what they're supposed to be doing. We're so proud of them. We, <laughs> we follow we the rule of law. <laughs> We respect our boys in green. Like, it's just, like, good for them. It's so great. And then all of a sudden, she's like, wait, where'd Maleficent go? Maleficent has turned into full dragon and then just, like, unalives them. And they're like, what have you done? It's like, they were good men. They had families. And it's just like, I, 
again, this whole thing was so contrived. So then they like go and set up camp because this tree's so far away. And then Snow and Charming make a run for it. Uh, not but not before Maleficent, Maleficent can just smell the HCG coming out of Snow. <laughs> just be like. You, well, no, you that's pig. that's after the they go to the the tree and the tree does rejects them because babies be maybe evil. It's 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 possible evil fetus. There are some real just troubling. I'm holding my baby's little wood orange. I don't know why I grabbed it. I was it. like, "What are you shaking?" I'm just at holding me. an orange. My my son's it's, stuff is everywhere. It is, it is a disaster. just like. There's just like a wild gesticulation with half of a wooden orange. She's <laughs> yes. like, I don't understand what's happening. So I they, they make feelings. a run for it. Mm-hmm. They go to the tree. They try to use the tree. The tree rejects them. Like weak, like original weakest link style. Like it just goes, and then it's red, and then it knocks them on their booties. Great for uh, a newly pregnant person just to be yeah, great 30, for, great 20 for feet new- backwards. 20 feet backwards. And, and who knows what's in that magic? I mean... This just you can't stand too close to a microwave when you're pregnant. Like it's just baby's gonna come out with wings. Uh, so <laughs> I don't believe that. Just oh, Maleficent's dragon baby, dragon baby. It's my favorite scrub joke. It's like he just say your baby has a tail. I told her she needed to stay away from that microwave. So anyway, they're like, why didn't it work? So the ladies catch up with them and they're like, oh. Oh, maybe you want as goody goody as we thought you were and they just talk about that for a really long time and then they're just like your child has so much potential to be good or bad that the tree rejected you as a person because you were harboring potential why is this something maleficent knows and no one else i i don't know i don't know what baby book she's been reading but i also, it's weird, like, I, I was going to say that this was, like, weird and out of pocket, but I've, and maybe it's just because I, I've read a lot of, like, fantasy and sci-fi books, the idea, like, of potential babies to be good or bad, and, like, being very worried about potential babies before they've even cracked the surface of the universe, I'm now realizing is troubling. Yeah. So, yeah. It's what to expect when you're expecting a supervillain. <laughs> What a could potential supervillain. Listen, I, and I'm no, I'm no, I'm talking to a, a fellow anxious or anxiety-ridden person. Like the mm-hmm. number of times that I'm just like I've said something to my son, and then just being like, "This is it. This is the part. This is the part where they talk about in the true crime thing." We're like, and then his mom told him this, and that set him on his path to be <laughs> the mass murderer path that he's like, dark. No. The path to darkness. That's when the <laughs> darkness set in. Oh, the this. I be- this is about where they start getting so black and white about good and evil that it becomes hard to swallow. And I also feel like it's it's a real dirty to Emma's character. They're essentially putting this really they're putting a lot of shit on her her character before the character was even born. It's like, "Oh yeah, this is this this woman Emma, you've known her for years. You've you've heard her tragic upbringing and how she's come full circle. She's learning to trust people again. Oh yeah, there was like a coin toss that she was going to be the greatest villain of all time. It didn't happen because Snow and Charming uh, doomed a dragon baby. 
but mm. it could still happen anyway. It's it's the Ana- Anakin Skywalker logic where it's just like this child is so powerful, he will be the most powerful Jedi of all time. Unless someone really makes him mad, and then he will become the bane of all of our existence. Like, the potential for greatness is also the potential for terribleness, and I feel like that that's not something that's ever represented in real life. There's never a person that was like, like, if someone would have really upset, I don't know why Nelson Mandela is coming to my mind, but I like, I don't know if like he had fallen off the path to what he was doing, that he would have become some great tyrant of the universe you know what i mean like there's no like you don't fall as equal to your height that you climb one way or the other yeah does that make sense am i making sense it does and to kind of put it in more of a realistic like you know the the terms we we see in every day it's like abuser's language and and i you know that's obviously not what they're doing here but it's like oh it if you hadn't done that, I would be a better person. Like, or, you know, like, or just very, it's very toxic language, but it's all about putting responsibility onto someone else. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. And it's also taking, but somehow also taking away their own agency. Yeah. Like, Snow and Charming are doing all this to be like, we're going to make sure she's so good. It's like, she... Listen, I live in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, so I have a lot of information. And also, I've given birth to a child, so I, just, I don't know why I didn't lead with that. But it's just like one of those, snow is five seconds pregnant. Like, the j- just, she wouldn't even know. You couldn't even take the clear blue test that costs too much money and find out. She's not even skipped a period yet. Like, she's not even to that point yet. And we're already unpacking all of this stuff that she now has to do to ensure the goodness of her child. You don't have to do any of that. You just have to redo them every couple, like at night. Keep up, just show them a little bit of love. It's not as hard as we're making it. I feel like we're all thinking too much about it. And not for nothing, this is a really crummy way to find out you're pregnant with your first baby. It, also, like, I don't know. I got I got pregnant later. Like, I know similar to you, but it's just like, could you imagine? It's like, all right, I went to my honeymoon, and then you come back pregnant. I mean, unless you were trying to actively do it, and I maybe that's what they were trying to do. But could you imagine? Like, welcome back from your honeymoon. Oh my god, you're pregnant. Oh no, yeah, it's another thing. I'm so stressed out. I've never stopped being stressed. <laughs> but this is like the one of the latest signs that charming is is a bad news bear because she's like, oh, we're pregnant. We're gonna be parents. And then charming first words out of his mouth. What does this have to do with the tree? he's so tunnel vision like he's just like uh, listen uh, he's that guy he's like I'm not gonna really like bond with the kid until he's like older and I can talk to him like so like you take her when she's a baby like I don't really dig changing diapers like poop really freaks me out so it's like you call me when they're like playing little league and then I'm gonna be like the best dad (laughs) gonna be the best dad <laughs> so, so yeah. So Snow White finds out she's pregnant from a supervillain. Uh, funny, and they decide to leave because they're like, "Oh, well, I can't. We can't ask the tree because we, as two individuals, cannot do this because I, I am currently incubating the potential for great darkness. Anakin Skywalker is in my womb, and so they go home." And then Maleficent shows up and and knocks Charming out with some more of her sleepy time tea. She just, she went to Costco and tells Snow that she wants to team up with her because she wants to stop Regina because she wants, like, she doesn't want 
to be hurt by the curse because she too is pregnant. They're twins. Yay. They're going to have like a joint baby shower and they're going to have bumpy photos together. It's going to be great. Yay. I wouldn't that, hate that's it. That's what happens, right, Beth? That's what happens? No, what what happens is Snow just looks her flat out in the face and says, no, you suck. I hate you. Uh, go be in the curse and die. You and your baby. I want nothing to do with you because I'm better than you. Oh, it is. Maleficent holds up a, like a maternity shirt. So you didn't want to wear these matching shirts that I got. And it just mm. right across the belly. It just says, all I wanted was a massage. Uh, <laughs> the world's worst maternity shirts. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm haunted by those shirts. Okay, so she's like, no, I don't want to help you. And Melissa's like, ah, you're so terrible. And she like, so she leaves. There's a lot of just Snow dramatically waking up, which, again, based on Snow's, like, character of, like, getting a sleeping curse and then waking up dramatically, very on point. But we did it a lot this episode. It was exhausting. Yeah, it's literally how we open the episode because Mary Margaret wakes up just shy of 3 a.m. from a – she wakes up and, oh, no – the baby's crying. Oh, no. Where's Charming? Charming's nowhere to be found. Oh, no. It's Ursula and Cruella. But oh, no. It's also Maleficent. I will, I will never forgive you for what you've done to me. And I will make sure you never get your happy ending. No. Then she wakes up. And then has like a repeat of like half the dream. Like she goes again. She goes never. and freaks out. Gets uh, go gets baby Neil. And then Charming's over there just doing shots. I okay so first of all I was already primed for this I know I texted you like after it happened but it was just like I was already primed for it because the way she wakes up in the very specific time that it was I was like why does it matter what time it is and then I looked at the numbers for a second and I went this is a damn lost reference I don't get it but I'm sure it is like they never focus on numbers unless it's a lost reference and I'm Mm -hmm. like I'm not looking this up so then she gets up and then her husband is sitting next to the baby who, by the way, again, whoever's dressing the baby for like set and stuff, very, Neil is just wide awake, by the way, uh, and just loosely wrapped. Babies don't stay that way. No, <laughs> for, it's no, like if you want them to sleep, you're, you're putting them in full baby burrito because otherwise the, like, and this was, this was something that Henry did in particular is if he was not super tightly swaddled. To the point where, like, we got, like, the ones that were, like, the full wrap thing with the double wrap on top. He would immediately start bumping his arm, elbows and getting his arm out. And then he'd flail his arm around and smack himself in the face and wake himself up. Because he didn't know what he was doing. He was a baby. Neil would be doing that, too. Neil would be smacking his face so hard. So, but meanwhile, like, Charming's taking shots and is just, like, listening to Snow's dream. And I love that. So she's explaining the dream she had, and she's, like, also Maleficent with there. And Charmy's just like, of course she was. I don't know what that attitude was, because when I tell somebody that I had a dream and someone was there, and they were like, of course they were, that's on me. Like, that's my yeah. subconscious. You're insulting me by that. Anyway, not the point. The point is he reaches for an alcohol drink, and they so clearly show it that I'm like, all right, I'm looking that one up. And it was it was very clearly a lost reference, and I texted you, and I'm like, of course it is. Uh, <laughs> I just I I wish there were more fairy tale Easter eggs. I'm so exhausted by Lost. I listen. If you like Lost, that's fine. It's fine. I just wish there were less Lost references, more fairy tale references. Yeah, more Big Bad Wolf radio shows dedicating songs to Rip Van Winkle. That's the good stuff. Thank you. Yes, but we need more of those things. 
But instead we get lost, and uh, apparently in the storybook, one of the stories was written by William Shakespeare. So William Shakespeare might be the author, because an illustration from representing a character from Midsummer Night's Dream was in one of the pages that Henry was flipping through in the storybook. So, like, yeah, the author might be William Shakespeare. Just throwing it out there. Or William Shakespeare didn't have any ideas, and he stole them from a storybook. But that's another conversation because then you get Marlowe involved and it's like, oh no, now you've got moral complexity. Anyway. Okay, so the <laughs> next, so Snow and Charming are determined to keep their secret from Emma at any cost because they can, Emma cannot know what they did because it's going to mar her opinion of them. I would argue she's going to find out eventually and lying to her would mar her more than just telling her the truth of a shitty thing you did a really long time ago. Emma's done some shitty stuff too. She's gonna, she'll, she'll eventually understand and she'll, like, there's a whole theme in this episode of her being like, you don't have to tell me everything, just communicate with me. So we were talking about this before, we were talking about this before we started recording and I'm not gonna spoil anything, but there is a part in the boys where two characters are speaking and the one is just like, but look, I'm telling you right away. So I'm doing the right, I'm doing good. I'm doing good things. And it's like, you're doing the bare minimum by not lying to me. Wow. Clap, clap, clap. That's the same thing. It's just like the bare minimum is not lying to a person and they're somehow making it worse. Like it's not just lying. It's now telling other people to involve them in the lie and also talking about it loudly constantly in public places and literally they like i don't want to say it's their fault but if they had been honest and hadn't lied maleficent would not have been woken up at the time she was they got themselves into that mess 100 percent. i i love i love that all that plan was just it was just like, listen, I know what we got to do. We're just going to trick the Charmings into it. What are we going to do? We're just going to play off their paranoia. It's going to be fine. And it works. Hook, line, and sinker. Fantastic. Just- oh, because it's Ursula. It's a hook. Ah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go through that journey of how we get the Charmings into a giant pit where they're going to resurrect a dragon lady. What happens first, their grannies, Regina comes in with Henry. Uh, they're doing book stuff. That's their whole subplot. We're going to talk about it in a second. Uh, but we do also get a moment uh, with them along with Cruella and Ursula who are trying to order uh, drinks from Granny who is just, she just don't want, she, no shirt, no shoes, no service. No blood diamonds. Oh, no, no. If no you blood, blood diamonds. We don't do blood diamonds no, around no. here. No, thank you. And uh, she starts like, Cruella, just the goddess that she is. I, I know Ursula is a literal goddess, but Cruella reigns supreme. Uh, lovingly reminds Regina in front of her son that she murdered an entire village of people. Just chef's kiss of murder. I feel like that's the equivalent of like running into somebody you went to college with. While you're with your kid and you're just like, now listen, when we go in here, I want you to act responsible and be a good person. And you walk in and it's like, oh my God, remember when you got in the bar, took off your top and started screaming and then you punched a cop? It's like, what do you, stop it. (laughs) No, not now. Shut up. (laughs) 
All right, well, let's go ahead and talk really quick about um, Regina and Henry and the book and stuff because they get the idea to go see a Pinocchio, little Pinocchio, because he used to be August in a past a past life, and he doesn't remember it anymore, but they try to jog his memory by bringing in Emma to be like, hey, remember when you used to hit on me? It was pretty great. Uh, and then And then Regina just to scream at him. I have to say, like, I remember this kid who plays Pinocchio, the actor, when he was younger, he had a tough time and I don't blame him. He was really good in this scene. He I was like this. I, yeah. yeah. I thought he Especially did great. With, like, like the, these three actors, like, leering down on him, he did really well. I liked this. Like, the whole scene. Okay, so it was a, okay, well, let's put it through. It was a good scene. It was well put together. I disagree with every single thing that happened in it <laughs> like <laughs> this is again where is hopper like if we're going to probe a child's brain for a past life memory or maybe blue i i don't even know what is this just like hey look at this picture will it help you remember i'm gonna bring in this lady that you thought was real pretty she's she's got legs for days bring her in this doesn't help either maybe yelling at you and traumatizing you will yelling things about your life kind of and and it takes Geppetto way too long to stop what's happening eventually he does and I did like what he said and I did like also that he he did the uh the warding ward off evil sign where he did like the devil horns which is like you know warding off evil like when he was talking to her and being like you don't deserve your happy ending he did like the devil horns at her of like you are an evil person i just thought that was a really great touch um and i just like yeah you're you're right about hopper i remember he has done uh hypnosis with regina i believe where he he got her to recall her past self as the evil queen, like to, to call it memories. I don't, I believe this hasn't happened yet. I think this happens in season six when the evil queen kind of becomes a dual personality. But I remember that they brought in Hopper for that. So why didn't they try Like, why didn't they at least try a little, a little gentle hypnosis with, with the boy's consent? Just, just a little, just a little past life regression. Maybe he's going to remember his Cleopatra. Maybe he'll actually remember August. Who knows? It's a 50, 50 shot. Everyone thinks they're Cleopatra. I think, yeah, it was like, you were a very important person. You invented the wheel. Uh, <laughs> wow. I, you know what? I'm still like trying to like, they do this Maleficent transformation uh, thing later. That's really, I actually really enjoyed. There were some good, but all the other FX have been happening. have been not so great. I re they spent all their money uh, it in the beginning part of this season for the Frozen stuff. So we're just really shoestring budgeting it to the goal line. Oh, absolutely. There's there's some CGI interactions that just oh yeah, it's there's rough. A, it's rough there's going. A, there's a there's a if you listen to the there's pull into a previous life of mine. If you watch the commentary on House of a Thousand Corpus, Corpses, Rob Zombie is just going. And if you watch up until right. Here is where we ran out of money. <laughs> it's just like the whole movie <laughs> shifts a little. And it's just like you can absolutely tell and you can't unsee it once you know it. Uh, but that's the same thing. This whole episode had a, we're out of money. We should get Hopper. No, Regina's just going to yell at him. We don't have the budget to, to bring in another actor. We've got this Crows thing we're going to do at the end of the season. It's costing us all of our money. It's going to look great, though. 
Or it's going to look acceptable. We'll see. It's going to look awesome. C plus at best. At worst. At worst. At worst. C plus at worst. (laughs) Well, after Regina uh, does this this thing and gets chewed out for it, she shows up to Geppetto's place to apologize. And I liked this scene as well because I, I did like that Geppetto didn't really forgive her. And that's his choice to make. Like, he didn't be like, thank you. I accept your apology. I appreciate it. He was, because he was pissed and she wasn't doing a very good job. And But he listened to her. And then he's like, you know what? Obviously, you cannot talk to my son again. I'm not allowing that. But here, just take this stuff that was on my son's bike um, that I have never, I did. Apparently, I didn't look in it. I didn't look in this this motorcycle bag at all in the many, many months. Uh, but maybe you can. Maybe you'll have more luck than me. And by by you, I mean Henry is going to look in it in Mary Margaret's super long montage. He's going to look oh. through it in slow-mo. And he's going to find a picture of the door. And it's like, author? And a point I do want to make that was on the wiki that is like just further proof that the people who do the wiki are just next level. Uh, apparently, the wallpaper pattern in that picture is the same as the inside of Jefferson's hat. And that's just a great detail because they're all connected. I've got a baby dragon checking on me. Uh, so don't mind. He's just, are you done? <laughs> no, I still have to talk about a lot of things. Uh, so I will say I do like the way that Geppetto reacts to this. Uh, guys, mm-hmm. you don't have to forgive people. Nope. Uh, just, but, but you do need to set boundaries. So he did a very healthy thing. This was a crazy healthy thing that he did. Yeah. Where he was just like, listen, I've listened to you. And to be fair, Regina did lay down a solid apology. It's not like she didn't apologize. Because um, we'll talk about terrible apologies later. Uh, <laughs> but ugh. but she, she just says the full sentence. An apology is, I'm sorry. The only longer version of that is if you take the contraction apart. I am sorry. It's the only that there, it's a period. That's it. There's no I'm sorry, but I'm sorry if you. I'm sorry when. I'm sorry you. Like nope. Just I'm sorry. She said I'm sorry. He set up a boundary. Cool. And the Jefferson's hat thing. How do they know? Maybe they just I don't know. How do well, you this know? wasn't something that they pointed out. This was something that was on the wiki. I know, but how do they know? How do these people... I want... I just... Like, who runs the wiki? The author? (laughs) Yeah, the the author... The author is like, and then my wallpaper is the same as the hat. Woohoo! We're going to check the wiki page for the next episode, and it's going to be like, the person who edits this wiki is the smartest, greatest person of all time and has lots of money (laughs) and all of the friends. Like, And if you're you're reading this wiki, you are the new author. Congratulations! No! Escape, 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 escape. Okay, so that so then that's kind of what all happens with with Regina and Henry and the book. We have we have a a tiny clue amongst all the tiny clues. It's it's moving us forward. We're gonna we we are on the hunt for the author. In the meantime, uh, we've also got a little bit of tension with Emma and Hook. Uh, that kind of intertwines with the whole snow charming thing because this whole episode is very ham-fisted about truth and deceit and emma notices that hook and ursula they share a look that's a, this isn't this is an ex's look this is a you guys boinked at one time and you don't want to talk about it and I, she yeah. asks him 
what's you know what's going on what 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 was that about and he flat out lies to her he's like nothing i'm i'm we 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 crossed paths like for two minutes like my we were two ships going by passing in the night so that was a ship and she was an octopus that's code that's code for a one night stand like you can't say that well hook's very bad at lying (laughs) that also true but also at the same time like it's just like it's not even lying. It's just one of those, hey, what's going on there? Like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, set, that's all you got to say. Just be like, this, not now. Let's maybe not talk about it in broad daylight in front of grannies. Like, terrible things have happened. Just, I, I, the weird accosting about this is probably what makes me feel the weirdest. But also Hook's weird defensiveness about it. Because he just stands there. Like, he's reading lines but not reacting. I think that was also strange. Because he just stood there. I don't know what you want me to say. It's like he forgot he was in the scene for a second. I don't know what was going on. It was maybe such a weird. I didn't like any of this. Maybe he didn't think that camera angle had included him in the shot, so he's like, "Oh, I'm not in the shot." Well, I mean, I actually didn't mind Emma in the scene. I I think I I minded her later when she has her whole giant. My parents are the most honest people in the world speech, but the things leading up to it, I liked because she flat out tells Hook she's like. It doesn't bother me that you don't want to talk about it. That's okay. That's your choice. But don't lie to me and say that there's nothing there because I'm not stupid. You can just be like, yes, we have a history. I'm not comfortable sharing that right now, but we can talk about it later. That's what Emma wants. She just doesn't want to be lied to because all people have been doing with her lately is lying to her under the guise of protecting her. But she is a full grown ass adult. She is a nearly fully grown ass son. This woman is an adult woman and people keep treating her like a child. The potential dark, darkest of all dark childs. She's going to become a dark child because everyone is lying to her. That's what's going to happen. She, j- children just become dark because you've lied to them about things. I have a baby dragon listening, so I can't give examples. That would be funny. So I'll just continue. I'll just children continue. will listen. Tiny ears everywhere. <laughs> So, yeah, that's what's going on with them. And meanwhile, we have Snow and Charming pretty much just destroying all their goodwill that they've spent years building up over the course of the series. Let me just preface by saying I don't mind that they have a morally questionable storyline. In fact, I welcome it. I like Snow and Charming doing bad shit. I like them making very questionable decisions. What I don't like is how they're handling it and what they're doing with it. Does that make yeah. sense? It does. I I think I also, again, I'm with you. I enjoy that they're making, like, giving them more of a morally gray thing. But they're trying to, like, give them gray while pulling them in another direction. So that's what I think reading is ham-fisted. Because it's just like, I'm trying so hard to be good. And it's like the thing with Cora that happened and how clunky that was, where it's just like, you guys aren't recovering from this the way that it's supposed to recover because you're trying to put her back up into her angel pedestal. And it's just like, you can't, you can't. And this is the same thing with the storyline. I just wish they would have gone, especially with what's coming up with other characters i wish they would have gone in a different direction i don't know why we had to involve babies in any of this so yeah especially because of how i mean i 
anyway, I, I'm not going to get into all that because we're going to we're going to get to that with the whole baby dragon situation. Well, we have a whole thing where Cruella and Ursula go to Gold Shop where Bella's working because screw the library. I still got to keep this stupid pawn shop open, even though no one goes there. No one needs things pawned right now. I don't know why Bella is there, but they're I don't know why she's not at the library. Yeah, that's where that's her jam. That's her home. Go there. Let pawn, let Gold's pawn shop wither and die like a old grape on the vine that nobody wants. Because that's Rumple. Rumple is an old shriveled up grape that nobody wants. So they head in because they need a, a raisin. He's a raisin in the sun. He does look old and pruny, uh. so it makes sense. So they want there. They claim they're there to get a hood ornament for Cruella's vehicle. And I do love how Cruella has a smartphone while everyone else in Storybrooke still has the old flip phones. I'm just like, of course, Cruella, cutting edge of technology. You cannot hold this woman back. But what they're really there for is for Ursula to use her creepy butt tentacles to... They go forever. They're the longest tentacles ever. (laughs) I don't know where it comes from. I don't know where it goes. I don't think I want to know either of the answers to either of those questions. And she does knock over a few things, but Belle is just nonplussed. She's just not even noticing that candlesticks are being knocked over. This woman is very bad at using her her butt tentacles. I'm sorry I keep calling him that. I just don't know what to do with these things. Listen, uh, listen, Belle is distracted because about a scene earlier, Will Scarlet went into the diner to get dose coffees. He's probably in the back on the cot let's just put it that way he she came i i feel like she wasn't even working like she just heard the bell ring and she was like oh no someone's here and she threw her shirt on (laughs) right up front (laughs) like she's she's living her best life uh and just you know having a nice rebound thing i think will's in the back and she's just like trying to like get them out of here so she doesn't notice because she's just like i gotta i just gotta get them out of here before they notice will's here (laughs) (laughs) that's my theory that's you know what I that's 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 canon now we have we have set we have set established canon we, it is official so they grab this 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 box and they steal it and then they head back to their car and Charming's like oh the ladies they're up to something they're up to evil we have to stop them we have to go we have to follow them in the sheriff's car and pull them over without cause because they're not like this is this this is an a cab moment we have an a cab moment. In Once Upon a Time, and I don't know how to feel about it. They, I just, uh, yeah. This was this was a complicated scene because, yeah, it was the same thing. We were just like, oh, cops, man, cops, man. Because it's just like they, they're they trying to do, the, like, it's there's a very good cop, bad cop thing happening here, too. Because it's just like, Trevor's like, get a bust up, get the dogs out, let's go. And I was like, um, I'm sorry, there are laws. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> Like, yeah, this is okay. this is illegal. This is illegal search and seizure of the car. Uh, it's also uh, tampering and hiding and concealing evidence because he lies and says there's nothing in the car apart from a wide variety of parking violations, which just that's that's the kind of details I need. I need from a show. Just give me more of that. Of course, it's all about Cruella. I Something tells me the writers just loved writing Cruella so much. They just gave her all the good stuff and no one else got shit this whole season. I, well, they had to sit around and be like, okay, well, what are all these characters and what are their problems? And it's like, it's Cruella. She has dog breath. What are her other, what, what are her problems? She shouldn't have problems. She's Cruella. 
she parks wherever she wants you know and also where are those parking tickets coming from who issues them is it charming has he just like been issuing her parking tickets constantly since she got into town i can't tell how many of those are from storybrooke or how many of them were from before like when she just like when she was in new york or long island or wherever she was but you know what i'm i'm gonna say those are all storybrooke violations she's just been she's just been parking on the sidewalk and in front of fire hydrants everywhere not a care in the world so well, yeah, so and, and char- also oh. they're probably if charming's issuing them, it's probably for like minor infractions. Ah, this this tree can't grow down enough. Parking ticket. <laughs> like, it is, I don't like the way that it's gleaning in my eye when I eat my donuts. Parking ticket. <laughs> charming is just so corrupt in this episode. He's just bad news bears. So he claims he doesn't find anything and lets the ladies go on their merry way. But oh no, you guys, he did find something. He he didn't bring the box, but he brought what was in the box. And it looks like a little orb with little dragon foot around it. It looks like a very mini version of Maleficent's staff. So it's like, what happened to her staff? Did she become very tiny? But all will be made clear. I do like that they keep referring to it as like a totem. And... Just because of Inception, Totem to me re- refers to that movie. So it's just one of those, just like, oh, is she Inceptioning people? Because that would be an amazing storyline. <laughs> <Like laughs> Maleficent is just like creeping into people's brains and being like, you want to buy Maleficent all kinds of cool things. Yay. <laughs> but she can't do any of that because she's, she's just a giant pile of dirt that Rumple magically gathered ashes. into a pile. <laughs> what? Rumple sucks. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I'm not in this game right now. This 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 Rumple game. I'm not playing it. I'm not interested. You know Which what? Is weird from what you usually do when you usually play the Rumple game. I love it. Play to win. No, I mean when he when he stands sadly outside the shop and sees Belle making making out with with um with Will Scarlet and then he gets so distraught he backs up against a wall as if he's gonna collapse. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm happy. I feel good for the first time in this whole goddamn episode. And then it immediately stops because we learn about child murder. So now Emma has discovered proof that the ladies did in fact steal something from Gold Shop. And she's like, I've got it on my phone this wonderful surveillance footage on my phone. Let's go detain them. And Charming's like, no, we're going on a walk. Bye. And Snow's like, yeah, we're going on a hike in my red coat, blue shirt, and pink hat. This outfit was weird. Can we just say the Snow wore a weird outfit today? This was a weird outfit. It was not made for hiking, nor was it made for, like, incognito cloak and dagger missions Mm -mm. everything about her outfit and listen i love a wrong fitting outfit because you know again we talked about the top of the episode to dress with the with the fur but it has to work this didn't work yeah no this this was this was not a color cord this was not a color coordination choice that uh made a lot of sense and also didn't really feel like snow like snow doesn't color match like this she doesn't mismatch she's so listen she's so distraught she can't even put colors together she's just <laughs> she's I, I imagine she mutters about this the way she talks about it with charming constantly she has to be just sitting at home like looking through her closet be like i, 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 I 
Emma can't find out. Emma can't find out. What clothes will make sure that Emma doesn't find out? Uh, like, she's just constantly blathering about Emma not finding out. It's like, what is... Has Snow lost it? <laughs> well, she kind of has. Because they get the genius idea that they're going to go and collect Maleficent's ashes. Because everyone's just thinking about those goddamn ashes. I would have been like, oh, they're probably scattered to the winds because it's been several, several years um, since Maleficent turned into those ashes. They're like, nope, we got to go collect some bones. They head down, down the library. I guess this is why Belle's not in the library, because I don't think that Snow and Charming could really explain to Belle. Hey, we got to go down into the the mines. Can we just use the elbow of the elevator? We'll be back in like five minutes. Just no, no big. Where are you guys going? Oh, some of us like to go down to the mines and like make out. Is that cool? Cool. And she's, she's like, like oh yeah, yeah I've got Will, a- Me and Will are down there constantly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like, here's the perfect corner. She draws them a little map. And they, they go and they find, they spot the perfect dirt pile of perfect ashes. And they're like, look, it's ashes. I'm like, it's a pile of dirt. Who knows? Like, there's not like a sign pointing it to him being like dead woman here. It's like this is so contrived and it's only even more contrived when we realize oh they didn't need the stupid box they needed the charmings because our spell du jour is um much in the realm of resurrecting the master and buffy the vampire slayer it's those closest to maleficent need to be with her and and the ones who wronged her the most they knock them unconscious and then Cruella wakes them up by slicing open their palms. And I was like, that's that's hardcore. It was quite hardcore. Well, I mean, that's what you got to do because the palm I read. I don't know where I picked this information up, but that's why they cut palm. They cut palms because they heal faster and cleaner. So I don't know. If, I don't think. Well, I don't think Cruella would necessarily care about their their boo boos. But I just found it very uh, funny that they're sleeping. They're having a nice little dozy nap from the sleepy time tea. And and their rude awakening is literally having their skin sliced open. Like, that's got to be, that's got to be rough, man. I wonder if it's also just like, if I cut your hand, I know it's going to bleed a bunch. But I'm also pretty sure I won't kill you. Because like every other spot, you might nick something you're not supposed to. But like your hand can take quite a bit of damage if you're not paying attention and you're being very dramatic with your knife. So maybe it's just like, if I do this, she won't, won't die because if I kill her, it's just, she can be very upset. I can't, I can't <laughs> do it. I can't do it. Like it's a very like Voldemort Harry Potter thing. I'm the one that does it. Like <laughs> It is me. I will be the one. Maleficent has apparently sworn that she will be the one that uh, brings the unhappiness herself. Um, but yeah, this, I just think it's funny that they knew what they were going to do. Like, I don't think that that gets celebrated enough that they knew they were going to be able to so easily trick the Charmings. Yeah. Because they did. Because that was what they needed in order to resurrect Maleficent. She comes back. They get the, the reverse uh, the reverse magics where she's like the creepy lady and then she's a dragon and then she's in her full regalia and she's like, yeah, I'm back. Oh, it's those meanies who did the mean awful thing to me i'm gonna make things so bad for you and meanwhile snow and charming are just standing there like we should have told emma the truth this wouldn't have happened we should have told emma the truth this wouldn't have happened cut to (laughs) the opportunity for them to tell emma 
And oh gosh darn it, they happen to just walk in right as Emma is telling Hook, my parents never lie and that's why they're great. My parents are so smart and so great and they never lie to me. Like I thought they were lying, but then they weren't. They were going on a hike, which is crazy because my mom was wearing this red coat that's not good for hiking at all. And a beret, not good for hiking. But not my parents. My parents couldn't lie to me if they tried. They're so great. They're the best parents. I love them so much. You want to make out? Oh, no, we can't because my parents are here. Awkwardly. But everything's fine because, you know what? We're heroes and they're villains and they are doing evil things because they're villains and not because of anything that we did. It's fine. Of course, this isn't going to blow up in everyone's faces. And of course, it's not going to turn Emma into one of the most evil uh, people in the entire universe. It's just not going to do that, Abby. No, it is not. And you know why? Let me let let's let's let snow tell us for a runtime of 27 minutes with commercial breaks. Half the episode is this goddamn ADR speech. So snow meets up with Regina on a bridge in the rain. And Regina's like, why are we being so secretive? Why are we having to do this whole uh, this whole Watergate situation? Um, What gives? And then Snow's like, look, you asked me to keep a secret. I was bad at it. Can you be better at it than me? Uh, because I'm going to tell you a secret. And she's like, okay, what is it? Well, long ago in the old lands, I had feelings and they lasted for 10,000 years. Webster's Dictionary <laughs> defines lies as... <laughs> oh, God, see, that's actually more accurate than what I was saying. Because... God, she just goes on. And and again, like we said back in the beginning of this podcast taping, I am fully convinced this is just all in her mind. And Regina is just waiting there for for Snow to start talking again. Because the first words are like, okay, so what's the secret? Snow is just standing there under her umbrella, staring off into the middle distance, like... Just having this very intense internal monologue while she's visualizing the things that are currently happening, uh, which is just, yeah, I, the fact that it kept, like, I was surprised about three times. I was like, okay, that's it. Okay, no, that's it. Okay, now that's it. How does this keep going? Forever. And it's just like, she, her confession to what she does is so much shorter. (laughs) See, I think this... Is how you could tell that one of the showrunners was the director of this episode. Because if there's one thing that Adam Horowitz and Edward Kitsis love to do, it's make a long monologue with sweeping music behind it about good and bad things. They love it. They usually save them for season finales or mid-season finales, and they work. But I think, like, Adam Horowitz was directing this episode, and he's like, you know what? You know what the best part of any season is? That long-ass speech about what it means to be a hero. I want it in this mid-season episode where nothing matters. So, goddammit, I'm going to have it. So, (laughs) I'm fully convinced that Adam told the writers to make it. Because it doesn't, doesn't, it's not necessary and it doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Oh, no, no, no. 100%. He was like, I need this to be, like, because it was probably like, I have to confess something to you. And I need to tell it to you and I need Emma to never find out. Oh my gosh. Yes, please tell me what it is. I need you to understand 
that that even heroes make mistakes, which is why I believe that you can have redemption too, Regina, because if I can make these mistakes, you can too, and we can all come back from them. Anyway, here's the awful thing that I did. But instead, she talks for like three pages worth of dialogue. And it, the way that it's put together, I think this was probably the one director, directorial thing that I noticed, is that it sounded like a hopeful speech. The way that Snow was giving it and the way that mm-hmm. the music was going and the way they were cutting, like, it was just like, you know, hope never dies, hope never sleeps. In the darkness, it's the thing that carries us. But instead, what she's saying is just like, sometimes you cut outside the lines. Sometimes bad things. But that doesn't make us bad people. I'm a bad guy, and that's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just, it was such a weird tone problem. And then she's just like, I am the reason for Maleficent, the reason Maleficent doesn't have her baby dragon. And it's just like, Okay, but I don't know. See if you agree with me. The way that it's phrased, and I think actually you already said this is why it's in my brain, but the way that it's phrased is so odd. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, and I, I, I don't want to, don't want to make a lot of sweeping guesses, but this feels like a line written by a man. It does, because... Okay. In that very line, Snow is confessing her deepest, darkest secret to Regina. And even then, and no one else is around. She she is putting all her faith in Regina and asking her to go undercover with and, and, and pr- show herself as a villain to the rest of the town where no one else can know. Like, this is going to break Henry's heart. It's gonna break, I mean, she's asking a lot of her. And in exchange, she's like, I'm telling you everything. And then... She she does the passive thing where she's like, because of us, Maleficent lost her child. No. What you say is, we took Maleficent's child. We stole her child. We robbed her of her child. They're doing a, like her, even in her darkest moment, her confession, she's still refusing to take full responsibility for what she's done. It's a very, I'm sorry you felt that way. I'm sorry if I did a thing that made you offended. We talk about the boys. This yeah. happened in a recent episode where the where the Blue Lives Matter super is like, he's apologizing for, you know, over-policing a black neighborhood. And he's like, I'm sorry if my actions made you feel offended. <laughs> like, so, I, okay, so I agree. I think my problem with the line comes with the fact that the language used has different meaning to real world mm. things. So I'll put it in the way of like, when when Snow, th- this very episode, so Snow and Charming are trying to get them to not harass the poor men at the bridge. And Snow start, Snow or Charming starts the line, they're just men who are, and they finish with doing their duty. Because for the most part, people don't say they're just people just trying to do their job. Because that has very loaded language to, I'm not going to invoke all the words, I'm just going to say a World War II time. Because that's what the excuse was. I'm just a man doing my job. Like, I, you know, I didn't do anything bad, I was just doing my job. So a lot of times they steer away from using that language because that's the imagery that pops up. When you say lost a child, lost the baby, lost a, it, it has such loaded language that I, I'll just say triggering 
especially to me. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't care for it. But it's just like, that's why I say I feel Agreed. like it was written by a man because it just says, you say that, it brings up a different, it invokes a different part of your brain than what is, like, we both know is about to happen. What goes on is not with that, the language in a real world sense. Does yeah. that make sense? I- it okay. does 100% and as somebody who, you know, has a rainbow baby, I have lost a child before, so I have firsthand Same-sies. experience, you know, rainbow babies beautiful beautiful gifts from above. Um I think that's why they chose the word child and not baby even though I know she's an egg when she's stolen, when she's taken, when she's sent away. So I think they picked child specifically because they were trying to avoid because if you say lost her baby that's a very specific phrase but i think they tried to get around it but they failed yeah but i think lost is the one that i'm hung up on i'm hung it's, up on it's, lost it's just all bad i and know i know it's, it's all bad i just the we could have said we're the reason she doesn't have a child mm-hmm. we're the reason she's she doesn't like we're the reason but a, lost she don't lose. She don't lose shit. <laughs> yeah, you took it from her. It's 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 bad from a character from a character point, and it's uh, from a character standpoint, and it's bad from a writing standpoint. It's yes. it's just a bad choice all around, and I yeah. Anyway, long story short, we are about to learn even more horrible things about Snow and Charming in the future. But for now, we leave on this teaser. Maleficent's got her little dragon baby rattle and she's ringing it very sadly. And in that moment, I'm like, okay, she wins. I'm, I'm not doing That's, a damn thing to stop her. I'm helping. I, did. I, I was, I, I was in that moment so mad that Charming referred to it as a totem. Cause I'm like, it's not a totem. I would never refer to the one thing I have that I collected between the very short time of finding out that I was pregnant and losing a child as a totem. It's not a totem. It's a, it's a, to- it's a, it's a, it's a piece. It's the piece of Whoa. the child. Like that it is the, well, not piece of the child, but it's it, it calling it a totem. Was she I calling just, it that or was just charming calling it? Charming that? called it that, but charming knows better because he knows what it is. He does, but that is part of charming being an asshole. He is he is disassociating himself because I also think a big part of this, whether or not this is intentional on the part of the writers, is Charming and Snow, even with their backs up against the wall, refuse to accept how horrible the thing they did was. So if they call it a totem instead of a, a baby's rattle, instead of a toy for a child, they you know, they can they can be like, Oh, she's still evil, she's still a witch. It's a totem. They they're they're using coded language to uh, excuse their behavior. We see a lot of examples of this in the real world that I'm not going to talk about because they're very sad subjects. Yes. But Um, we see this kind of behavior all the time. But I don't necessarily think that's what the show is trying to do. I just think that's what ends up happening. I know. I just feel like if you're going to do this topic, this is the part where I feel like this is one of those things that would have been handled differently now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like 10 years later. Uh... Not that TV's super much better, but I think this is one of the topics that gets handled a little bit with a little bit more grace than it would have been before. I mean, and just to end with a little bit of levity, I Maleficent, that's not a good child baby toy. It comes apart way too easy. Choking hazard, pointy. 
what is this? <laughs> this is a terrible dragon. It's also metal and glass. <laughs> Full of who knows what. It was just like she like put it together. I'm like, oh, baby toys shouldn't do that. Yeah, nope. <laughs> no, I I had to take away some of Henry's toys that he's around the age for it. But it's just a little bit too small. They're like these little fruit things, you know, like you pair them apart. I have different sizes. They were smaller ones. He's just putting the whole halves in his mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, he, he can breathe and stuff, but I'm not going to let a baby just walk around with a giant like little half piece of kiwi and it's just in his mouth. There like, is like 100% like 10 recall letters that Maleficent just never got <laughs> about <laughs> this. It was some like enchanted forest play school thing being like, hello, our records indicate that you may have purchased the Dragon Rattle 3000. It has come to our attention. It's like, we would like to send you a new one. Uh, please send it back. Thank you. Well, everybody, that was season four, episode 13 although i don't think it's 13 i think it's more like 17 right i think they call it 13 because like they had two parters and stuff I yeah remember. i just know that the screen grab for like right before it started was like emma and charming sitting in a car i'm like yay stakeout episode it wasn't a stakeout episode it was not a stakeout uh and i mean thank god for cruella like she she just makes things a little bit more enjoyable, but the rest of this episode, dear God, what a chore! This was a bad. This was just this is straight up top top to bottom me bad episode. Like I, this is what I remember about season four. Like this is the kind of feeling I remember. Like when I'm like, oh yeah, season four. These are the feelings that I dredge up because I was like, oh, so maybe it was never Peter or not Peter Pan. Maybe it was never the Frozen storyline. Maybe, maybe I just didn't connect with this as much. And I just blamed Frozen because I was jumping on the bandwagon. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm excited by the idea of Regina, you know, going undercover. Witch undercover. I like that. Um, I also, yeah, I, I like that Belle is dating someone new. Of course, it doesn't, she doesn't stay dating someone new for very long because Rumple is Rumple and we have to have that whole thing. So there are a few pieces that I can get into, but overall, this is this is just set up for other things, and it's a mix of it's setting up better things and it's setting up things I know for a fact I'm going to hate. So it's yes. like it's a it's a rough go. Almost. <laughs> oh, does the baby dragon want to play? He was like, "Are you almost done?" It's like, "Yes, I'm almost." Well, he knows that the moment I'm done. It's bedtime, so he, he. I think he's gauging his time. So, <gasps> gotcha. He got um, extra screen time today because mommy had to record. So oh, like, good. For Mommy's her. got important things to do. Very, uh, very, <laughs> very nice. important. I, I have to talk about this episode that I had to painfully sit through. <laughs> <laughs> very important mommy business. Uh, yeah. This this episode was just. You're right. It. I feel like the stuff that it's leading into is also part of my apprehension, where I'm just like. Here. Yeah. What's the meme? Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. Uh, we, of course, want to thank our amazing patrons. That's going to be our baby dragons, our dearies, and 
are swan queens. Yes, you heard it right. Uh, we did upload our latest bonus episode uh, last week uh, to kind of give you guys. It was just a really fun episode and I was really proud of it. So I just wanted to share it. And that included the announcement that snow queens are now swan queens. So welcome, swan queens. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. I- I would like to point out that right before she said Swan Queen, she looked up for a second and I could see it in her brain. Don't say Snow Queen. Don't say it. 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 I was legit I thought- reading my my line that says Swan Queen. I know. I know. I just, one of these days you're going to say it and I'm going to have to be yeah. like, you said it wrong. You said it wrong. I'm, uh, I, yeah. Yes. I apologize in advance. No, no. It's, it's, I was just, I was waiting. I'm like, oh, this is the first time we're doing it. Uh, yay, <laughs> Swan, yay, Swan Queens. Yay. Yes, and of course, our Patreon shout-out of the week goes to Brian Sanina. Thank you so much, Brian, and to all of our wonderful Swan Queens. If you'd like to join us, you can head to patreon.com slash timing. And if you want a little teaser, I highly recommend uh, listening to the bonus episode that we uploaded uh, for all of our listeners, which normally we don't do. They're normally Patreon exclusives for our dearies and our Swan Queens. But we, it was really fun. We took Once Upon a Time personality quizzes and just to see, like, which character we're most like, which character we would totally date. And it was just really silly and goofy and fun. I had a great time. Yeah, it was it was a blast. I highly recommend I know a couple people have already started doing them and have been posting their results to the Facebook page. And they're hysterical um, and also keeps me from having to retake them so I can read every single one of them. Um, you know, just like, you know press f for respect to pay respects to the one person who accidentally got rumple like but thank you it helped me read like i got to read the rumple thing and yeah i love i love those quizzes we need to bring all of them back constantly they're the best absolutely well you can subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, spreaker or wherever you get your podcasts you can join the facebook group to talk about your once upon a time personality quiz results at facebook.com slash group slash timing you can also find us on twitter i am at beth elderkin i am at just oh i biffed it at just <laughs> underscore abby And we're going to be back next week with Enter the Dragon. And Abby, I saw a preview image. Maleficent gets an outfit. And it looks so good. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. I've said it every time she shows up, but the actress who plays Maleficent is my favorite. And she does this thing like three or four times during the episode where she like eye rolls while her eyes are fluttering open and like one one eye opens a little slower than the other one i feel like it's an intentional thing because it makes the eye roll so much better (laughs) because it's just something with her the way she like rolls her eyes and opens them like from clothes it's my favorite thing i love this character so much team yes i am i am fully ready for my for my for my bidar to be on full blast in next week's episode (laughs) thank you everyone for joining us and abby we will see you next week see you next week Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $600 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that's right for you with accessories like our cycling shoes, a heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. 
If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends December 6th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 6, 2022. Excludes bike, bike plus, and tread basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.